It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. Pete Francis alongside Willie Witten, or should we call it the Hip Hop Show today? Willie, look at your background. Yeah, it's a little bit different today. I'm broadcasting from a different locale. I'm actually at my brother's apartment. He's equally the music fiend that I am. But as you can see behind me, we have a slightly different opinion on what belongs on that album wall. But I'll take it. You take with what you got, right, Pete? Yeah, the tastes are just a little bit different. But but hey, we're going to start talking about a rock band today. And Willie, we've been talking on some previous shows about kind of the resurgence rock is having this year. There's a lot of really strong albums that have come out. And one of those just came out this past Friday, Now or Nowhere by The Damn Truth. And this is a rock band out of Montreal, Canada. Willie, what are your thoughts on this album? Uh, My first thought is, is I felt like a fool for having not heard them before. That's kind of how I was feeling. Yeah, right? They've been around two, three months ago. I didn't even know who they were. I'm in the same boat. I had no idea. Nine years they've been doing this. Now, they haven't put out a ton of albums. This is only their third. But I listened to the album. I actually got the hint from our sampler. This is who we are now is their lead off track. It was featured on the Blues Rock sampler. I took, took a listen to that found a way to get to the rest of it. I really like it, Pete. It's sort of, like you said, it's that rock resurgence. It has some great guitar. It has great songs, which I like. Yes. It has sing-along ability as well. And I know we talk about that often, that sometimes it's hard. It's maybe inaccessible for a more casual listener to get into songs with long instrumental passages. The instrumental passages are here as well, but there's some great hooks. The lead singer, she is a tremendous singer. I think she reminds me a bit of Grace Slick, a little bit of even uh, from the Jefferson Airplane, even a little more modern with Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. She reminds me a little bit of Beth Hart. Yes, she has a punch to it. And the backing band, they do a great job. They have some songs that are just right to the core, just gut punch hard and at you. But then they also have songs that pull it back a bit. They're very melodic. Pete, Fidel Becerra, our guy, gave this a nine. I can't really argue with that. I I could see it being a nine. I thought it was great. I love it. Yeah, I totally agree, Willie. If I wrote the review, I think I probably would have given it a nine as well. I see no issues with that score from Fidel. I mean, this is a great album. Leela Baum is the name of the singer, and she's fantastic. I mean, her vocals are very powerful and just filled with energy. And like you said, Willie, this album has a lot of hooks as well. Really, from start to finish, it's not a super long album. It comes in at about nine tracks, but I think it really hits the spot. This is a great band, and they've they've been around some other pretty successful rock bands as well. I know they've opened for Rival Sons. They've toured with the Sheepdogs. So they've been around a little bit, but now I think they're kind of starting to get out to a bit of a wider audience. They're starting to get a little bit of momentum in the UK right now. Yes. So we'll see if they can kind of bring this to the United States as well. That would be really cool. The U.S. just seems like a really tough market to crack. For a lot of you know blues rock bands a lot of rock bands it's just it's really tough in the u.s because everything is just so spread out here and it's so big it just makes it really difficult for artists to kind of break through here but yeah i i think right now 
you look at a band like Rival Sons, and Rival Sons is pretty popular in the U.S., but it was over in Europe where they really started gaining traction first. Right. And I think this band, The Damn Truth, I think we could see something similar where they really build some momentum, you know, in Canada, over in Europe, and then maybe in a couple of years, we really start them kind of seeing to crack the U.S. market and, and get some more popularity here. I, I would hope so. I, I think they deserve it. Uh, they wear their heart on the sleeve. They're not afraid. If you read a bit about them, they're very honest. They're very genuine. For me, I really love This Is Who We Are Now. I also loved Everything Fades. I think it's farther back in the track list. I think it's a sleeper. One thing I would say, and it was sort of going to lead us into our next talking point, is that three albums in nine years, I hope that with this sort of newfound popularity that they capitalize it. And I'm not saying they got to spit out another album right away or rush it, but to strike while the iron's hot. And the reason being is because so much of today's music is dominated by streaming. And while we're at streaming, Pete, what if I told you that Spotify was working on a technology that when you use the voice input feature, it can listen to your voice the tone of your voice, the speed of your words, try to determine the mood that you're in and then curate on the fly a playlist specifically for your mood, Pete. Is that cool or is that creepy? I would go with creepy on that one, Willie. I'm not a huge fan of that. To me, that just seems a bit odd because I already pretty much do that based upon my mood. I will find the songs I want to listen to I don't need a creepy computer or algorithm or AI or whatever telling me what I should be listening to, when I should be listening to it. That just gets a little too personal, I think, Willie. Let me ask, would it bother you if it was included, but it's something that you, it, what if it came as- Like default? it's a feature you could disable and turn on and off. There we go, right. If it came as a default- But even if you turn it off, is it really off? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the question. Right. So a group of people who were very much against this got together, crafted a letter, wrote it to Spotify, pretty much demanded that they never use this. Spotify's response was, as you could expect, that we would never intrude, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. They left it ambiguous. They will not or have not, I shouldn't say will not, but they have not as of now come out and said that they will never use it. Pete, I hate to be the pessimist or the futurist or just the fool, but I got to imagine at some point they're going to incorporate this, whether people like it or not. What do you think? Yeah, I would think so. And look at all the other big tech companies, you know, Amazon, they've got Alexa, right? Right. Amazon pretty much knows what we're doing. Google, right. they know what we're doing. They know where we're going. They're tracking everything. All of our information is out there. You know, it's like when you get ads for something you just bought at the grocery store 20 minutes ago. You know, it's like that information is out there. These tech companies are gathering all that information, whether you like it or not. And the kind of the question becomes, Willie, is that just something we've got to deal with? I think to a degree it is, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate here for a second because we, you and I just spoke about how we felt like fools for nine years had passed and we had never really heard about the damn truth. What if, you know, as much as we complain about Spotify doing this to us and our habits, 
There's a part of me that thinks that, wow, maybe if Spotify knew a bit more, I wouldn't have waited this long to have heard about the damn truth. They would have known the stuff I like. They would have known I love Dirty Honey. They would know I love Rival Sons. And what they'd throw in there is the damn truth. But is I'm it not, not saying- enough just to have a history of what you've played on Spotify and then tailor what gets played based on that? Probably. Like I said, devil's advocate. I don't know. I think it's something we deal with. And if you didn't like that, Pete, then you're probably not going to like this news either. I don't know what everyone out there uses for their streaming. Most music lovers have one. I use Tidal. I use Tidal because it seemed a bit more artist focused. The revenues for artists were far better per stream than Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Part of the reason is it was owned by artists. The majority owner, Jay-Z, has sold his majority share to a company called Square, which is run by Jack Dorsey. So who owns Twitter? Exactly. So once again, here we are. This is an artist platform in the streaming world that is now in control of what is a tech group. Do you think this is going to diminish the allure of a group like Tidal? Or do you think with maybe some better tech, it puts that title stock a bit higher in listeners ears well it'll be interesting to see if they incorporate this with twitter because right now if you look at kind of the social media platforms that musicians use i feel like twitter is a little more down on the list for musicians these days yeah it seems like artists are really engaged on instagram yes and they're definitely sharing clips and just interacting with people a lot more on instagram than on twitter So I don't know, maybe now that they're acquiring title, maybe it will get integrated more into Twitter and that might open up some options. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they incorporate this, Willie. Yeah, we will see. Well, we just got back from a great weekend down in Dallas. Those of our viewers will have seen, hopefully, some of the coverage out there. And we had plenty of time to discuss about the future of rock as we like to do on this show. Pete, I wanna ask you a question. If you had to pick one thing, one big turning point that might really catapult rock, blues rock, rock and roll, what have you, heavy rock back into a bigger chunk of the listening pie, what would it be? Would it be does it need a movie like Eight Mile was to rap? Does it need more social media engagement? Does it need a specific festival? If you had to pick one thing or anything, Pete, what would be that magic bullet that would put rock back to the top in the genre category? I think you need something, Willie, that's extremely mainstream. So you mentioned a movie. I think having a big movie would would definitely help We had John Fusco on a while back and he wrote the film Crossroads. Right. And that film was very influential for a lot of artists and guitar players. And they saw that movie and they saw Steve Vai playing in that movie. And that really inspired them to pick up a guitar and play. So I think having something like that would definitely help because the reach that a film has worldwide is far greater than most things and then also you need some big time probably celebrity endorsements which could come from you know big time actors in a big time hollywood film so that kind of intertwines 
And then there's, there's some other things like, for instance, when I was in college, I remember a lot of people in my college dorm playing Guitar Hero. Yes. And that exposed them to a lot of different music they wouldn't have heard otherwise. Like I remember Eric Johnson's Cliffs of Dover on Guitar Hero and people playing that. And they had Stevie Ray Vaughan, Pride and Joy. So a lot of people who weren't necessarily listening to that sort of music before, they were playing the video game and that was getting them more involved with this type of music. So I think those sort of things can help a lot, but it's got to be something super mainstream that is going to get the audience and get this out there to a lot of different people who aren't normally exposed to it, right? Right. So this genre, for instance, blues rock, it's very niche. Right. You know, the people who know about it, they know about it. But these people are active music listeners. They're actively seeking new music. It's not so much, oh, this just dropped out of the sky and they just right. randomly discovered, you know, such and such artist. That's usually not the case most of the time because they go to live shows. They're right. actively seeking new music. They want to discover new bands but yeah. for getting this music out there to more people you definitely need to get those really mainstream platforms that really get exposure to just the average people on the street maybe it's a tv show on netflix something like that right. really i think you're right and i think what you hit whether it's a movie whether it's a guitar hero i think it's got to be mainstream my first thought was because i had just come back from dallas the festival Hey, is we just need a dedicated, no. And then I thought about, no, that's wrong headed. That's what the existing fans want. The existing fans want more because they already know it's there. Yeah. So that doesn't grow it. So you're right, Pete. And I, you know, I said movie as a suggestion. What you're suggesting is a video game, Pete. I think that's the best idea of all. I had never thought of that, especially when you think of all the VR stuff now where you see the Oculus goggles. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody come out and make a VR game where you're on stage and you're playing a guitar hero type game? You know, yeah, most people are just going to get around with a bunch of their friends and play for points on the TV. But for every 10, 12, 15 kids that plays the game, if one of them picks up a love for the music, that's a huge win. I think you're right, Pete. Mainstream is the way to go if you want to grow this. The people who know it already love it. We saw a ton of them in Dallas. We don't need to sell them on it. You need to sell kids and you need to sell people on stuff that everyone already has access to. You're right. Yeah, and maybe it's some sort of TV show like The Voice or American Idol yeah. that's tailored to this specific music. But yeah, we got to get, as a genre, I think we have to get a bit out of the crowd off the stage and into a little bit more of the modern technology, even if it's not the end goal, right? It's, it's a means, not an end. Yeah, definitely. Well, what do you guys think about the topics that we discussed today? We definitely covered a lot of ground and some interesting topics for sure. So let us know down in the comments section below. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to get all the latest videos and content. But for now, he's Willie. I'm Pete. This is the Blues Rock Show. We'll see you next time.